2: Good morning and welcome to Autism Live. I'm Shannon Penrod. We're coming to you live from our studios in Woodland Hills. I'm just noticing because I, I drew on my angry eyebrows today. Uh, <laughs> I have more than one eyebrow pencil. Can anybody else relate? And uh, I have one from two Halloweens ago when uh, Nancy Allspaugh jackson and I were Moira and Johnny from what is the, the name of that show? And uh, so I had Johnny eyebrows and I, I drew on my, uh, I used the pencil. Schitt's Creek, thank you. And I drew on Johnny eyebrows today, so I'm not angry. I just have, as Mrs. Potato Head says, I just have angry eyebrows today. And one of them is significantly higher. This one is <laughs> higher than the... I just need a clothespin or something to hold that up. Okay uh... much apologies about yesterday uh... i'm sorry that i was under the weather so we weren't here with dr doreen yesterday and um, we'll, we will make that up to you i promise we've got some big big things in the works and we're very excited about some of the guests that we have coming up in the lovely month of december but this morning we are going to show two interviews that we were able to pre record last week before the holiday with some amazing guests, three total. We're, we've got an interview coming up uh, later on in this show with... Good morning, Susie. So thrilled that you're here. And um, so we have an interview that's so inspirational coming up in the second half of the show this morning, you guys, with Austin Riley. He is a professional race car driver, and uh, his website is driving uh, Racing with Autism, excuse me. And his dad is here with him as well, Jason Riley, so inspirational. And then uh, before that, we have an interview with Megan Griffin, who is an amazing researcher in the field of autism and, and is working on something that I think you're all going to be a little interested in. But Traven is already, our fabulous Traven has already started showing you guys some of the places where you can be watching or listening to the podcast you know we are live almost every morning at 10 a.m. Monday through Friday and uh, sometimes we do show reruns it is true uh, and we did a marathon over the holiday weekend of just festival of toys videos from the past so you if you watched if you tuned at any point you saw how crazy my hair has been on and off and how much weight I have gained and lost in the last 10 years uh, <laughs> and you also saw some really cool toys which hopefully that was the point of the whole thing um because our toy guide is out right now the autism live toy and gift guide is active right now on autismnetwork.com now if you go to autismnetwork.com it is not active on autism live autism live still has last year's toy guide up there i believe at least that's what i was told i only know what i'm told Um, But if you go to autismnetwork.com to see the toy guide, and if you click on where it says toy guide, you'll see a drop-down menu. There it is on the screen, autismnetwork.com slash toy guide. If you go to there or just click on that first link, then it will bring you to a landing page where you get all six of the different categories, regardless of what you want to do. Or if you already know which category you want to go to, you know you're looking for a baby toy – then if you just click and hold on where it says autism toy winners, whatever it says, toy guide winners, um, you can just go directly and click on to baby toddler and go directly to that. I keep telling you guys I think the best way to approach it is because it's a big guide over a hundred toys featured in it with different awards and different categories and you don't want to overwhelm yourself right but I think the best thing to do is to start with what the chronological age is of the individual not the age at which they're functioning because people function at different levels for all kinds of different things like your child might be very good at puzzles but Spoken language is not yet their thing, right? So, still go if they're seven, go to the school age category and look through all of the plethora, the wide range, the spectrum of toys that are available there. See if there's something that sings to you. And by the way, you can purchase directly from there. There is a a button at the bottom of each toy that, uh, if you click on it, it will take you directly to a place where you can purchase the toy which we do as a service for you guys because you asked for that a couple of years ago. But if you don't find something in the category that's the chronological age, then we encourage you to look in other age ranges because we tried to address... Uh, the wide range of functionality that individuals on the spectrum would have in, within each age range. So you'll see some things in the adult category that might work fabulous for some five-year-olds and vice versa. So do check out the other categories, but start with the age that you start. And again, that's autismnetwork.com, and we hope that you appreciate that. And you can watch we 've already started doing some of the reviews of some of the toys, and they are available to you. I encourage you you can listen to it in podcasts, but I encourage you to check out the video when we 're demoing the toys because that it 's just a little bit more fun and though we 've done all we 've done preliminary ones they 're all available to you on YouTube in fact, whenever you want to watch the show it 's available to you for free on youtube we 've been archiving. 11 years of this thing, 11 years of experts, toy reviews, uh, interviews, you know, um, discussions about different issues, Dr. Doreen answering questions. Traven is reminding you right now and reminding me right now that we encourage you to subscribe. Now, there are a couple of different places that you can subscribe because um, there's a lot going on these days, right? You can follow us on Facebook, you can like us on Facebook, you can do all of those things. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel and then you will get notifications when certain videos are uploaded but also when you visit autismnetwork.com if you're there for even like six seconds a pop-up will come up and say would you like to subscribe I really want to encourage you to do that now more than ever because we have restarted our newsletters and we don't like to waste your time with the newsletters we really don't because I don't like to open email unless I know that there's something good in it right so uh, we just sent out the first newsletter and it had a code that you could use if you were buying the shishibo which is one of our favorite toys this year and last year during the break i'm going to go get the shishibo and play with it so you guys can see what i'm talking about amazing toy top toy last year top toy this year um and it's great for all kinds of age ranges a really fun toy and our kids are really good at it And if you need to put something in their hands that that will make them happy and keep them occupied while you've got something else going on, like cooking dinner, oh, pick Shoshibo. And we sent you a coupon code for if you were ordering the shishibo for money off of the shishibo and we expect to be doing that with more toys in the month of December so really want to encourage you to be signing up for that newsletter if for some reason you already signed up for the newsletter and you didn't get it please make me aware of that because I like to know if things have gone awry sometimes if it's just you know the dot in your com got messed up. um, We want to fix that so that you can get the good stuff, right? The good stuff. Okay. So I I mentioned that um, we've got some great interviews for you today. I'm really excited because we've been sitting on these interviews for a little over a week. And the first one that you're going to see right now, let me talk first about the second one. You don't want to miss that. Don't go away because it's one of the more inspirational interviews that we've done to hear this young man, Austin Riley, talking about what his early life was like and hear his dad talk about how, you know, things were not good. Uh, At school, things were not good. Things were not good at home and how they found Austin's thing. And it's just amazing what his thing is because he likes to drive over 100 miles an hour. Who would have thought that? Who saw that coming, right? Not me. Um, but he's a professional race car driver and he's winning and he's setting new records and he's representing our community in a way that is absolutely inspirational. So you're not going to want to miss this son and dad talking about what they're doing and how you can participate. You, If you want to, your family can have a puzzle piece on the side of his car as he races, which is a pretty exciting thing, right? And it's not cheap, Him racing, so we all want to support him. But up first, we have uh, a short interview with Megan Griffin, and she is uh, a professor. Megan, excuse me, I knew that, and then I didn't say it. It's not Megan, it's Megan. (laughs) Megan is a professor at Whitworth, Whitworth University, and she does research. And she's got a new research project that I think is really going to strike a chord with you guys. Some of you that are watching are, are really not in the ABA camp, and you know that we welcome all opinions here. We really do. Everybody knows my opinion that good ABA therapy can be very beneficial and that saved our lives just keeping it real, right? But it's got to be good ABA, and it's got to be mindful ABA, and I am well aware of the fact that there is lots of ABA that's out there that is neither of those things. Um, But Megan has uh, got this new research project that I encourage all of you, if you fit the criteria, to participate in this new study because i think it's way past time for this so we're gonna go to that interview and then i'm gonna be back in between the interviews to address any comments or questions that you guys have but check this out megan griffin welcome back we're so excited that right now for the first time we're welcoming Meg- megan i was gonna say megan I, I i schooled myself that i was not gonna say megan it's a megan Her name is Megan Griffin, and she. I'm so excited to have her here with us to talk with us about a very exciting project that she's working on. So first of all, Megan, welcome. And then let's start by you telling the folks at home who are watching a little bit about you and the kind of work you do, and then we'll talk about this exciting project. How's that?
0: Perfect. Um, Well, thank you so much for having me. This is just such a treat. I am an associate professor of special education and applied behavior analysis at Whitworth University. And I also coordinate our ABA program at Whitworth. Um, And I do all kinds of things. I've done research in ABA. um, And a lot of my work has also centered around um, probably some of the most meaningful projects that I've done uh, have, have centered around listening to the voices of self-advocates and responding um, to those expressed needs and concerns. And so those have been the most meaningful projects I've worked on uh, in my time in academia. And I have a new project that I'm really excited to share with your audience.
2: Yeah, even, I'm going to stop you for just a second because even when you started to say, you know, I work in the field, I'm a professor for ABA, you know that there were the audience went like this because there were there are people there are people who love ABA and are all excited about oh we have an ABA professional here and then there are people who don't like ABA and who and who went oh. You know i, I don't I, I, I don't not I don't agree with that, and they're very down on ABA and it's really there there seems like there are two distinct different stories there's I haven't heard a lot of people who are like, "Oh, ABA, I don't really have an opinion um, that know about ABA so uh, when you reached out to me and said you were working on this project, which you're going to tell people about, I was like, "This is great. So tell them what it is that you do and that you're doing."
0: Yes, well, so it is. It's a really polarizing topic um, for good reason, and so you know, essentially, the backstory of this study is that I've um, been in ABA for a while now, and for I would say probably for the past five-ish years, five, maybe seven years, I've become increasingly aware of some of the concerns that people have about ABA. Mm-hmm. Um, because i was trained in this field i knew a lot of the great stories like for example shannon you've had a great experience Mm -hmm. and so you talk pretty openly about that but i've become aware uh, over the past five to seven years of some of the really hard and challenging experiences some people have had and uh, that just isn't sitting well with me. And I thought we need to learn more, we need to do better. And so the, the best thing that I thought we could do was to actually listen more to the actual clients and consumers of ABA in order to get a better sense of what is working really, really well, you know, for example, um, in your family, Shannon, but then certain things that have been painful or harmful for certain people um, within the autism community and the broader community of of folks who have received ABA. And I want to hear it all. I want to hear very, very good to the very, very bad and everything in between. And my goal really is to just help center the voices of consumers in this discussion. Because if you look to the research, um, a a lot of it is driven by um, the professional voice, and I'm wanting more to bring the consumer voice to the forefront with this study.
2: So you are hoping to interview pretty much anybody who would like to be interviewed on this subject, but you, you do have a couple of stipulations that for this particular study, you want to be talking to people who are over the age of 18, is that correct?
0: That is correct. Yeah. So, absolutely. So, you do need to be over the age of 18 and you do need to have received ABA services at some point in your past um, or currently, if that's applicable. Um, and you have to be willing and interested in participating. Anyone who participates um, will receive a $20 gift card to Target um, just to make sure that we're thanking people for their time and, and and participating in that way, kind of donating their expertise in that way. Um, I know that for some people who have had hard experiences, talking about that is may not sound very appealing. And I certainly understand that. I don't want to anyone to feel re-traumatized. Um, so any questions that I ask, um, participants are fully able to answer as many or as few of the questions as they want. So it's it's all, you know, at the discretion of the participant, the level of, of input they,
2: they give. Okay. So, and I, and I hope that everybody hears this and that you spread this information to the, to the people that you know in the community. That if there's somebody you know who has had the experience of going through any amount of ABA, that, the you know, what Megan is looking to do is to tell all of the stories. So it does not matter whether you are a huge champion or you are somebody who is very staunchly in the category of that this is not okay. I love this, Megan, because I I always say if somebody is saying that, it's for a reason. They have something to say. And and I love that the ABA community wants to know so that if there is something, there's not just an assumption of, oh, you know, then what what the person did has nothing to do with what I do. They're wanting to know what was traumatizing about it, because then it will help to identify if it is, in fact, something that has nothing to do with ABA, because we all know that there are people out there doing wrong, calling it ABA, but it's not, right? Um, but that in some circumstances, I, you know, I know, for instance, that uh, Emily Grodin, in the book that she did with her mom, who's an adult now, who was nonverbal at the time, now says, you know, there were two things that I didn't like about ABA. It was boring, and I didn't like that they were in my house. I go around and tell ABA professionals that all the time because I'm like, that's good information that you should know, right? Don't be boring, and (laughs) yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, like, come on, and that some some individuals see their home as a safe place and they would rather have it at a center or an office, not in their home.
0: Great feedback, and that's the sort of thing that I'm, I'm hoping to gather and I'm hoping to document for our field so we can get better. Um, you know, I I'll tell you, I have been lucky enough to be welcomed into different communities like Facebook groups and different places where people, kind of freely and honestly air their concerns about ABA. And I've been learning a lot from those folks. But I, I, what makes me sad is that not everybody uh, has access to that knowledge. And what I'm hoping to do is document this sort of formally, you know, in the literature so that we can go forward and say, look, these are the practices that are getting us amazing results. And people are happy with how, um, the goals that we had and the procedures that were used and the outcomes. And then I also want to identify those things that, you know, were harmful, painful, not okay. And make sure that that is broadly getting to practitioners, but also the people who train those practitioners.
2: I love this. And I I know that the question is going to be asked, well, if you're an ABA professional um, that is, and if you consider yourself not neurodiverse, are you really going to be able to put this information and in, in, together in a way that's fair? Um, so, so talk talk a little bit about, you know, because you're not doing this by yourself.
0: Yes, I'm not doing this by myself. Really intentionally, um, I have partnered with this amazing autistic BCBA named Dr. Mari Serda, and she is just an amazing advocate for uh, ABA consumers um, and autistic individuals and their rights um, and you know I also just want to i 've done other studies that are similar to this so i 've gotten a lot of questions about this and sort of where i 'm coming from, what my agenda is what 's my positionality basically yeah. um, and I want to make sure people know I get a lot of questions about like well who 's funding this, for example. Um, So I want people to know that this was funded by a small grant at Whitworth University. It's not funded by an anti-ABA organization or a pro-ABA organization. This is just a passion project that I've taken on. I applied for some internal funding, I was awarded it, um, and I'm using it to try to center the voices of people who don't normally get heard in this discussion. So mm-hmm. trying to amplify those voices. Um, I also wanna say that you know I am a person that, although, um, I don't have autism, I have other conditions that are invisible um, to many people, medical conditions and mental health conditions. And so, although I don't have autism, I want people to know that I'm bringing that to the table as well in terms of um, trying to be able to um, be empathetic um, and, and trying to bring, a diverse team with Dr. Serta as well.
2: I love this and I, I, I love that you're asking the question and and I also want to say to anybody who is on the fence about this, about reaching out and talking with Megan, that this is a great opportunity. One of the things that I'm fond of saying is that if if what we set out to in the beginning was to make sure that you had a way to communicate then we we as a community have to listen to what you say when you communicate at how, and however you communicate, right? And you guys are, you know, there are many of you who are out there communicating and saying you don't like ABA, and here is a perfect example of somebody who is saying I'd like to listen. I'd like to listen, and not only that, I'd like to document it so that the world can see a, a, a range of stories and, and that She'll be talking to people, all anybody who wants to talk. So have your voice be heard in this, whatever your story is, whether it's that you like ABA, whether it's that you had a hard time and why you had a hard time. That is important information, and we should all be learning from it. Um, if, if our hearts are really going to be in the right place, of course we would learn from it. So don't be shy. Where should they go, Megan? If they're like, "All right, I'm going to take her up on this, and I'm going to, I, I want to be interviewed."
0: So I, oh, I'm sorry, I'm hearing a little bit of feedback. Okay, um, you're okay. I, ahead. I'm going to ask you to put a link in the show notes, if that's okay, that they can click and just take them to an easy way to schedule the interview. Um, also, if anybody wants any more information, uh, my email address is mgriffin g-r-i-f-f-i-n at whitworth w-h-i-t-w-o-r-t-h dot e-d-u and i would just say truly even if you don't want to participate in the study i would love to hear from you if you have an opinion you want to share with me or a concern or a question i would absolutely love to hear from you I'm passionate about this and I want to learn so um, I just so appreciate the platform and the ability to reach more people with this opportunity
2: thank you so much Megan I think this is an important um, project and I can't wait to see what you come up with I think oh, we'll thank all you. learn from it so you'll have to come back when you have your completed compiled everything Uh, will do and we will include where to go to to be interviewed in the show notes megan thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be here with us to talk about this uh and we'll have to have you come back and talk about other things oh thank you so much all right you have a wonderful day bye-bye bye-bye we're gonna be back after these messages welcome back i'm playing with my shishibo uh, I've got it into an interesting shape here where it's peacock on one side, lilac, and uh, whatever on the other side. And during the next interview, I'm going to try and uh, I get it into the shape of a cube. So this this is how this crazy thing goes. It's just amazing. It's so much fun to play with. Uh, this is the Shibo. Shishibo. Uh, so I, I hope that you guys will participate in um and i see Miriam, that you're asking for the email in the text and thank you for sharing and um if we do we have that traven that, that we can put it in the text uh what the email was that megan left there we will try to do that for you and we'll give you updates because i think that there's a website to um in any case Uh, Our next interview, and I told you don't go anywhere because this is like the most inspirational thing I've seen in a long time. We've got two amazing guests, Austin Riley and his dad, are are joining us. And this is uh, a really no-holds-barred discussion about how they discovered that race car driving was his destiny i'm going to be with you when we come back at the end of this and hopefully i'm going to have this back into a cube let's see the race is on to see can she do it uh but check this out racing with autism and and hear how you can help to support them in their endeavor which is to get to europe and and be racing in europe so check this out and i'll be with you on the other side Welcome back to Autism Live. I'm very excited right now because for the first time on this show, we are welcoming Austin Riley and his dad, Jason. They are with Racing racing With Autism is the name of it? Correct. And and the website is racingwithautism.com?
1: Most certainly.
2: Okay. So we've got a lot to unpack here, but we're very excited and want to welcome both of you for being here. Austin we're I'm like impressed. I feel like I'm here with racing royalty uh, Because you are someone who broke all kinds of world records this year You are an amazing car driver, but you also identify as being a person That what are the words that you say? Do you say that you're on the spectrum? How do you like to phrase that? on the spectrum Mm -hmm. so uh, but but you know, first and foremost, you're a race car driver. It just happens to be extra exciting and a wonderful inspirational lesson for so many of us in the community to have someone who is such a highly skilled, winning race car driver who identifies as being on the spectrum. So Austin, I I don't even know where to start, you guys, but let's start with the beginning. How did you discover that you are a world-class race car driver because Did you just steal the car one day and show dad that you can drive it over 100 miles an hour and be trusted with that? I can't imagine that that's how it happened.
3: The way I got into racing was actually by my dad. So So you did
2: hand him the car keys, dad? Is that what happened?
3: No, it was uh, well before he was legally able
1: to drive. Um, He was uh, almost eight years old um, and having a really hard time in school for being different. Um... As most kids have great difficulties uh, is any easy target for bullying uh the amount of days he came home missing an article of clothing because somebody took it off and mm-hmm. thought it was funny for him to walk home with one boot or one shoe or uh, was, were many and I'm looking so sorry. At things with Austin you know every day we'd open his school agenda and there'd be a massive note about what happened that day and Unfortunately for Austin, he get to listen to hear his mom and dad give him a hard time over how school had went Mm. and uh, make things even worse. And Austin really uh, found the only comfort in life was in his room playing video games and Mm. didn't really want to do anything outside of that. And as as a parent, we, we tried to encourage Austin to get out into the world, not listen to people say that he couldn't do something. And we tried various activities from soccer to hockey to uh, pretty much anything. And one day we got a flyer in the mail, of all things, about a go-kart program uh, at a track that wasn't too far from our house and thought maybe Austin's love for cars would turn into a love for driving. And I can remember the first time we went, it took me about four weeks to convince him to go because he was convinced that he sucked at everything in life. And if he went, people would make fun of him and he would get upset and we'd have to go home. And it was only after about four weeks of me continually nagging him that he said, you know, I'm gonna go just to shut you up. I'm only gonna do one lap of the track and
2: then I'm coming off and we're going home. Okay. So, Austin, I just want to say I'm sorry. I'm sorry for every time that somebody bullied you. It just makes me want to put my head down and cry. But, man, are you showing them now. Tell me about what that was like the first time that you went around the track one time on a go-kart. What was that like for you?
3: Uh, it was it was fun because I didn't come off. So <laughs> I, I knew right there it was life-changing. Oh.
1: The the amazing thing is, after the first lap, Austin wouldn't come off, and when they waved the checkered flag for his group to come off, he wouldn't come off either.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What was going through your head, Austin? Was it just, this is great, and I'm going to stay?
3: Well, I really didn't know what the rules meant, either. (laughs)
1: Of course.
2: Why would you know? Of course.
1: All, All he knew is he was having the time of his life, and... I had to go out on the track and make him stop. And at that point in my life uh, with Austin, I was in, uh, a, it was a breaking point. My wife and I were having a lot of trouble at home with Austin, you know, because of school and differs. We differed in opinion on how to help him, how to discipline him. Uh, it was really hard. And at that moment, when Austin wouldn't come off, I thought this was another failure. Mm. And I walked out on the track and all I could hear from other parents behind me was like, what's wrong with that kid? Oh. You know, why doesn't he listen? You know, Where's his mom? Where's his dad? And I made a decision myself as I walked uh, onto the track was I was going to let Austin have it and I was going to embarrass mm. him like he was embarrassing me. And... When Austin stopped in front of me, I saw the biggest smile inside of his helmet I'd ever seen. And I couldn't really yell at him because I was too busy crying. And I knew at that point that we had found something. And from that moment, it's been an unbelievable journey how motorsports has given me the son I never would have had. It's given him acceptance because he's judged on his abilities on the racetrack and not his so-called disabilities, off the track.
2: Yeah. So, man, what an amazing... You guys have me crying here. Um, Were you afraid that you were going to get yelled at, Austin, or did that not even enter your head because you were having such a good time?
3: I was having a good time. You were hoping I would know where the brake pedal was.
1: Yes, I (laughs) was certainly hoping that it wasn't going to turn even worse as they stood in the straightaway blocking and that, that uh, Austin knew where the brake pedal cuz he had not used it to that point yet
2: mm. and i get, was it just that you had this innate ability that you understood how to like because i got to tell you i'm not a, i'm not a great driver and to go around those turns you know how old were you at that point Austin
3: only like 7
2: oh my goodness
1: how many times did you just spin out though?
3: Oh, like ten.
1: Well, more than that. Okay. He wasn't very good, but he was having the time of his life doing okay. it.
2: Okay, so good for us all to know that maybe because that I was thinking you just were it, it may, had this amazing uh, talent right out the gate, but you just loved it, so you kept working at it and you got better and better at it. It sounds like. Yeah, he so, even,
1: he wanted to race in that afternoon's race, and I think he finished second last, but. Uh, it would turn out that race was the only race that he missed the podium the rest of the year. Wow. Um, And I think he finished, like, third overall at the end of the season, and he was by far the youngest. He was only eight years old, and the two kids that beat him were 12 and 13.
2: Wow.
1: Kind of then we started to realize, well, maybe there's a little more to this. Um, The way Austin was wired seemed to be perfect for – that kind of activity.
2: So I got to ask this, Austin, because I know people wonder this, but, you know, is it is it just as fun when you're racing if you don't win or is it really extra fun when you do win?
3: Racing's fun regardless if you win or lose.
2: Got it. I love
1: I, that answer. As a dad, one of the things I'm most proud of when Austin comes off track you can't really tell whether he came twenty-first or first, wow! Because it's the same demeanor; he has the same smile. He's doing what he loves to do, and what he says he was born to do. Yeah. And, and my wife and I do everything we can to continue this train and this journey. So he's not only inspiring, you know, his parents, but he's gone on to inspire, you know, thousands of kids worldwide to start racing with autism. And
2: Absolutely been Let's fast forward a little bit now because let's talk about where you are now. How old are you now, Austin?
3: I am 23.
2: 23. And you're not racing go-karts anymore. Tell us what kind of car you have and that you're racing.
3: I'm racing what's called a radical, which growing up was the car I've always wanted to race.
2: Okay. What does that mean for those of us who aren't race savvy? What's a A radical?
3: is like a Le Mans car. It's like a miniature Lamar car. It's like a prototype car without a roof.
1: It's an open cockpit. It's capable of 150 miles an hour, uh, significant downforce. Um, it's a full-on race car. Um, okay. you know, 15 years ago, would you ask me if Austin would ever be capable of driving
2: something like this? I would say there's no chance. Right. But he is, and he's winning. So you've had a record-breaking season this year. You've broken world records. Tell us tell us about what's been happening and why people need to be paying attention because you're tearing it up.
3: Yeah, I won. This is now my fourth championship I've won in the Radical in, in two years. Three years. In three years. Wow. And now I get to go compete in the U.K. next year, which is going to be probably the highlight for our team.
1: But just one race. Just one race. Wow. So uh, in 2020, Austin won the Canadian Radical Championship. He backed that up again in 2021 by repeating the feat. And uh, a much bigger challenge has been this year, racing in the U.S. Radical Series. Um, Mostly tracks Austin had never been to before. Uh, against much bigger fields, multi-class racing. Um, For him to win the championship in his first year in the series with the smallest team in the paddock with the smallest budget, um, not only to win the class championship, but to win the overall championship has just been unbelievable. Um, I've been watching. It's a big deal. (laughs) Pardon? It's a big deal. Yes, it's, uh, it's phenomenal. It's, it's really uh, a major achievement for this young man, and um, the amount of uh, inspiration he has given to other kids that are coming behind him in motorsports and in any other type of activity that are, have autism that Austin uh, gives
2: them hope to believe in themselves. Uh, it makes me very proud. Yeah, I, I think we're all proud to have this time with you, Austin. But you were saying to me before we went on air, Dad, that this is not an inexpensive activity. Uh, I'm sure that it wasn't even when it was a hobby, but now as a profession, there's it's a pretty staggering, I don't know if I'm allowed to say some of the numbers that you were saying, that every time every time you go on a race, it's a sizable amount of money. It's like the equivalent of almost a year of, in college. Yeah, um, it, every time you race.
1: It's a significant commitment. And, you know, every level that Austin has uh, gone up the motorsports ladder, it, it gets more and more and more expensive. And when you're just like trying to stay awake, there's are sparky. <laughs> um,
2: We're boring him. It's, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> love that smile so when you're, a,
1: when you're a small team like us and, and, and operating on a small budget and we don't have uh test days at our activity like for us to travel from canada to texas that's like a big commitment uh financially and time wise we don't have uh we're not able to go down and test for a few days and come back before It's just not possible
2: well uh, you got to move the car yeah. I, mean, I mean, like from a very logistical standpoint, you have to get people and the car there, and everybody has to be housed. And and you were telling me about the cost of tires and fuel, and we all know how much you know gas prices are. We can only imagine when you're going 150 miles an hour. And you, you brought up, because I don't think I, that would have occurred to me, when you're going 150 miles in the car, it's important that everything is working properly so you know you're, you're testing things on a regular basis so it's a lot but there are many different ways that people watching can help support you first of all if they go to your website uh, racing with is it dot com or dot org dot com dot com uh, I imagine that there's a place there where people can donate yes
1: there's a donate button uh, right at the top of the homepage. Um, we have a, a store with racing with autism merchandise. Um, we have, uh, we just been released today um, that uh, we every year we sell puzzle pieces that go on Austin's car. So you can buy a puzzle piece and get your name on it or your family's name or your business that helps Austin continue to race. Um, obviously there's corporate sponsorship packages available. Um, Austin has some tremendous corporate sponsorship that have helped them get this far. Well, Um,
2: say them, let's shout out and then see who wants to add on to that list. But who are some people you'd like to thank who've been sponsoring you?
3: You want to have a go at this or? No, I can't Uh,
1: There is a lot. Uh, Austin's title sponsor is Spark Power, a Canadian company that operates in the U.S., uh, Lincoln Electric is Austin's next biggest sponsor. They are a global company. Um, they have been Austin's supporters since he was 13 years old in go karts. Uh, probably our longest serving sponsor, um, and we'd be lost without them. Uh, Haggerty, an insurance company for classic cars. Uh, we have uh, just welcomed a, uh, an Australian based um, sponsor, ACL. Uh, uh, A um, U.S.-based company in Wisconsin, uh, Nesco, uh, Addie's Army, which is an autism charity in Alabama. Um, Who else am I missing? Uh, Forest Contractors. Six Sigma. ATC Corral. Six Six Sigma, Sigma, which is like a sim racing company.
3: FEL Motorsports, FEL Motorsports,
1: Braden Motorsports, Hammond Manufacturing. These guys have all been part of our team for a long time, uh, except for But as I keep saying, as we continue to move up the ladder, the costs continually increase with that. And yes, when you're looking at a racing budget of over
2: two hundred thousand dollars for the next year for Austin to race. And we and we got to get you overseas for next year for twenty twenty three. We got to get you over to Europe so that you can race. What will yep. be the? Where will the race be? And what's the date of the race in twenty twenty three? You want to
3: explain? I get to pick one race.
1: Yeah. Well, because you won the overall Radical Championship this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Radical is a UK-based company. Um, they have a Radical Cup in. Uh, in the United Kingdom, as they have Radical Cups series all over the world. Uh, Austin is given a chance to race in the UK as part of a factory team, and he gets to pick one of six races he will be racing in. Okay.
2: Uh, have you decided yet, or is it public knowledge, what, what which have, race? We haven't
1: decided yet, and the reason we haven't decided yet is the US Series hasn't published their schedule yet, so it's not plan to... Race the U.S. schedule again and take another run at the championship. However, we'll in a be, different class, we'll be moving up Austin to a a, a bigger engine class. Okay. Uh, so we've we'll got to wait for the U.S. schedule to to be published before we can commit to um, the U.K. race because we don't want to, any conflicts. We don't want them to miss sure. a race. Yeah, uh, of course. Not. For the championship okay. points.
2: Well, let us know so that we can help promote and and. You know, I want to know uh, where, when and where you're racing so that we can tell our viewers for next year. So when you guys get your 2023 calendar, let us know, and we'll make sure to let them know. But let's there, talk a little bit about that. The, you have a – oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah, it was a race. uh it hasn't been announced yet, but I think uh, the final race of the season next year will be at Laguna Seca in uh, Monterey.
2: Oh, Monterey, California, you're talking about? Where- yeah. Okay. Well, I'm in Los Angeles. How about that? Um, so, uh, but we want to talk about some of your different social media sites because people need to start following Austin themselves so that we can all stay tuned and know what's happening. So talk to us about some of your social media sites and ways that we can follow you because I know that you're on all of them. I would have them if my computer weren't working, but it's not. So talk to us. Dad or or Austin, tell us where where we should go. Facebook,
3: Twitter, Instagram.
1: Okay. So Facebook is Racing with Autism. Uh Instagram is Racing with Autism and Twitter is Racing Autism.
2: Racing Autism. Okay. Fantastic. We will make sure that we're at Autism Live, we're following you on all of those different sites. There's I just... also, There's also a YouTube
1: channel, Racing with Autism, and uh for 2023, we're going to be adding a lot more content on that. Um, uh, a local filmmaker is donating 12 months of his life to help us tell our story, to help get Austin's story out to the masses. Uh, Amazing. Much more than just one old man being the one-man band. Uh, <laughs> help.
3: And next month, we head down to Alabama.
1: Yeah, we have a charity gig in Alabama next uh, December 17th for Addie's Army. Um, mm. Special event at uh, a racetrack, Barber Motorsports Park, where uh, the charity invites families from all over Alabama to bring their children on the spectrum. And they get to ride around the track in exotic cars, uh, classic cars, and Austin's race car. I love it. It's pretty awesome as a dad to watch, uh, for me to put in uh, uh, a young man or daughter, a young man or young girl in Austin's car, and just see the look he gets, like, you know, he has autism, too, and look what he's doing. Yeah. starts It sparks something. There's something yeah. magic about it, and it makes me really proud to see that. Yeah. And uh, really looking forward to get back to Alabama on December 17th.
2: Amazing. I think everybody who's watching who has kids on the spectrum is going go-karting this weekend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I well, you're going to start a trend. Everybody's going to be like, oh, wow, I, you know, I wouldn't have thought of that, but I'm going to take them and do that.
1: Austin, I... I Go ahead. I get so many e- emails and messages on our social that find Austin's story and say, okay, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to put my son or daughter in go-karting. I always say this, do they like cars? Do they like
2: driving? If not, it's probably not for you. No, I think but- this is something very special to Austin. But it's worth a try. It's worth a yeah. try. Because if, if it is their thing...
1: For, for For Austin the way his brain is wired, the way his sensory system works, racing brings so much joy to him um, because Austin is hyposensitive to touch he likes a lot of force in the world so the faster he goes the more force is created the more calm he is the the seat belts he has to wear in the car are very restrictive. the helmet's very tight the race suits very tight the g-force the carts creates. Yeah. are extreme and all those things together make Austin very calm. Sitting I mean, beside You me.
2: like that, Austin. You like that? Yeah. That's amazing to me. I was so, going to ask Go ahead, go ahead finish. Sitting
1: beside me, he's nervous and anxious and just wants to get things over with in a race. <laughs> it's like the polar opposite. For you and I to be going as fast oh. as he goes, we become more anxious the faster we're going. He's what? the
2: He becomes more calm and relaxed isn't that amazing because i was going to ask you austin i i get carsick on a bicycle i am someone who was never meant to move Uh, like i although i'm constantly in movement i i like to be stationary like i can't ride the merry-go-round at disneyland i get carsick on the tram at disneyland i i am just not meant to be i can't go skiing it's moving too fast right so I cannot imagine. I think I've been in a car when it went 100 and I cried because I didn't like it so much. I don't like being in a plane. But but you absolutely love going that fast.
3: Yeah, I love going that fast. I love driving on the road, too, in general. Like I just love driving, period.
2: That's amazing. I think people in our community need to hear that because... It feels like we've had a little bit of a revolution in the last 10 years that more and more people on the spectrum are driving. But you must be aware of the fact that 10 years ago, um, the presumption was that if if someone you loved was diagnosed on the spectrum, they likely would not drive. And and to see that someone who is is doing so well at the level that you're doing it Um, that the expertise that you're showing, and you happen to also be on the spectrum, that's giving a lot of us a lot of hope, Austin. A lot of hope. Um,
1: Yeah. Yeah, The the funny thing is, when he was 16, 17, 18 years old, Austin had his national race car license. But didn't have his actual driver's license, so I still had to drive him to the track. And now I have my driver's license. <laughs> now he has his own driver's license. He has his own car. He has mm-hmm. a, he, he, he does uh, food delivery. Ah, uh, oh. uh, our local town. So it's it's. Is it's it boring almost...
2: to drive slow though?
3: No, mm-hmm. as long as you got a manual car, it keeps me busy.
2: Okay, so you like manual.
3: Yeah, I, I drive stick shift, okay. yeah.
2: Uh, okay. My son is 19, and he's just starting to drive, and he keeps wanting to buy a car that's stick shift, and I keep telling him no, but you prefer that.
3: I only buy cars that are stick. I won't drive an automatic. Interesting.
2: Yeah. All right.
3: He only buys cars. He only has one. He's only <laughs> ever had <cars. laughs>
2: But, well, uh, but so is your your race car is also stick, or is that – It's paddle
3: shift.
1: Okay. It's paddles. It has a it has a clutch to keep to get the car moving, but after
3: that, it's. it's but, my, but my road car is a uh, manual. Okay. Yeah.
2: All right.
1: Austin's first race car was fully manual. Okay.
2: Yeah. So what's the end game here? What's the race that, if you get to race in your life, it will be the biggest excitement? What's the one you're hoping for, down the road?
3: What am I hoping for? You told me,
2: dude. What's the big race that Austin wants to run? Uh,
3: the IMSA series.
1: So the IMSA series is probably a, a step or two up from where he is. Okay. Um, IMSA is like one of the biggest sports car series in, in North America, if not the world. Uh, multi-class racing, so prototypes, sports cars, all kinds of stuff. Austin's always dreamed of driving a prototype, uh, car. He definitely has the skill, yeah. um, Austin to race in that series or even just a one-off race, like the 24 hours at Daytona or the 24 hours of Le Mans. Those are all been long goals for us that, uh, if Austin could ever get to that level, okay. um, sponsorship and have backing to make that happen that would be, you know, again, making history because it's never been done by anybody on the spectrum to this point. And I can't think of it. Here's the thing.
2: You're going to do it. You're going to do it, Austin, Uh, because you got something special. And it's just such a pleasure to have you here. And I know we made you wait a little while, Uh, but I appreciate you so much for taking the time because you're a busy young man. Uh, And I, I appreciate your dad. It seems like you get a lot of support. Uh, from your family to do this amazing thing that is your passion. What what an amazing, amazing family you guys have. Uh, We wish you the best, and we hope that somebody sees this who has a business or knows somebody who has a business or is an executive that works for some big company who would love to have their name on the side of your car. I can't think of a better way that they could show the world that they're supporting autism and those on the spectrum and supporting you in your efforts uh, to go all the way. So thank you.
1: I appreciate that greatly. And, you know, just looking at Austin's uh, objectively, not as his dad, uh, for somebody doing what he's doing with what he has to face every day is extraordinary for him to just to be competing at the level he's competing at is extraordinary for him to be, a four-time champion in three years is unbelievable. Well,
2: he's extraordinary. I,
1: I, yeah, I am staggered that uh, no company, uh, no massive company has got behind Austin's story and yeah. said, you know, this really needs to the world needs to see this, and that's no disrespect with our partners that we have now. We would not be here without them.
2: yeah, but but somebody the, big, I understand what you're saying, somebody big should take advantage of this and they will soon. Your story is too good, you guys. They will. I guarantee you. Put money on it. I said so. Uh, It's going to happen. Because you're doing all the right things. You're you're doing all the right things. And I just want to say, Austin, that you are extraordinary. You're an extraordinary young man, and I'm sorry that people didn't always recognize that. But how amazing is it that they're recognizing it now and you're shining a light down a road that a lot of people are going down and and making it possible for other people to follow behind you. So thank you for that. Thank you. I appreciate you. See, and you got me all all teary-eyed. It's all gonna it's all gonna happen for you guys. I know cuz you're doing all the right things. I like I said, I appreciate you guys taking the time with us. Please keep us posted. We're going to follow you on all of your different Uh, social media sites so that we can be the first to hear as, as you guys continue and Austin, you continue to just break records, but keep us posted too. All right. Yeah. All right. Much love. Thank you so much. Bye bye for now. Thank you. you. We're going to take a short break and then we're going to be more back with more autism live after these messages. Stick with us. Isn't that inspirational, you guys? I so enjoyed talking with all of our guests today. Make sure, I just saw on, uh, because I'm following them on Facebook now, that over the Black Friday weekend, they opened up their selling, the puzzle pieces that go on the side of his car. You can sponsor him right now. So go to Racing With Autism. Did you see? I got it into a block. This is the Shishibo. And I super love this. If you were subscribed uh, already to our newsletter, then you got a discount coupon. Uh, So basically you you crack this thing open, and look, it does all kinds of fun things, and you can make all kinds of other shapes. And uh, I'm not great at it, but it's a good time, you guys. Uh, A super good time. So uh, definitely check it out. And uh, that's the Shashibo. If you got the newsletter, then you got the coupon code. If you didn't get the coupon code, you should sign up uh, for the newsletter. So, because you can get uh, a, a certain percentage off of a new shishibo and they come in all different colors they're really super fun you guys so let's talk a little bit about the rest of this week so tomorrow we are going to replay our second episode of let's talk all the things with rachel and shannon where we made holiday vegetable trays and it was a pretty hilarious show so that will be tomorrow and then on friday stories from the spectrum and then we're back with all new programming next week So that will be really exciting, including a Let's Talk Autism with Shannon and Nancy that will be happening next week. And we will have Dr. Grampy Shea back. And we've got some exciting more things to talk festival of toys and uh, more things to help you to get through the holiday season. It's not always easy, right? But hopefully you guys had a good Thanksgiving week and we're all recuperating from it, myself included. So I just wanted to take a second and say that, again, that I'm grateful for all of you and grateful for you tuning in. We will be back tomorrow with Let's Talk All the Things with Shannon, with Rachel and Shannon, excuse me. Uh, And until then, please give your kiddos a hug from me and one for you too. Bye-bye for now.